and welcome to the American Citizens Abroad podcast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm chatting with Philip and Jeff of Philly & Co's restaurant located in the Czech Republic. Welcome. Thanks for chatting with us today. Uh, thank you for having us on. We really appreciate being here. Let's start at the beginning. Could you tell us how you met and how you ended up in Prague? Well, how we met was on our freshman basketball team. We were 14 years old at our high school Loyola Academy, and we met playing basketball. So we've been basically best friends since then. And how we ended in Prague, I can uh, let Jeff share that one. We ended up in Prague because Phil came out here earlier to study abroad. Yeah, I studied in Graz, Austria, my junior year of college. So and then coming back to Chicago when I graduated from university, I felt like I was kind of bit with the travel bug and really wanted to try to make it back out to Europe. So I was kind of looking for ideas and ways to make it out here after I finished up school. So I saw that teaching English was a really popular option and had visited Prague previously while I was studying abroad. So I knew I loved the city. And I was very comfortable there. So kind of just checked all the boxes off of the place I'd want to be in. Before I came, you know, I invited like a lot of my friends to try to do the same thing for people who express interest to try to come teach abroad and move abroad. Jeff here is basically the only one that took me up on the offer, so I can let him share his perspective on yeah, it. So it's just for me, it was just something new, something outside of the box for me. I never left the States before, and it was something new for me to experience. I came out here for the first time, a little nervous, but was extremely happy with how everything turned out. Came here expecting to be here for about one year, and now it's been seven years. Where did the idea to open a restaurant featuring cheesesteak sandwiches, deep dish pizzas, and chicken wings come from? That originally actually came from one of my students. As I mentioned, when me and Jeff first came here, we were English teachers. So basically for the first three years, we taught English, and we still do a bit on the side here as well. One of my favorite students, actually, we had a lesson together, and I believe it was our first or second lesson only, and we were talking about the rise of American restaurants and American street food here in Prague, seeing burger places pop up, wings places pop up, and so on. So he asked me, he's like, do you know of any type of really popular American food or street food that doesn't really exist here yet? Because again, there's a lot of burger places, wings places, and so on. Kind of thought about it during our lesson together. And I was like, huh, you know, I haven't really seen a cheesesteak place here. And I know the origin of cheesesteaks is from Philadelphia, but being from Chicago, we still have a lot of good cheesesteak places there as well. That kind of gave me the idea to say, hey, maybe we should try to think of a good cheesesteak recipe and see if we can kind of build on it and attempt to perfect one so we can uh, try to start something here. That was essentially the main idea for it. And then after that, me and Jeff worked a lot doing our test kitchens together, trying to develop our cheesesteak recipe and build on it and so on. So after perfecting the cheesesteaks, of course. Well, attempting to. We're still, it's an ongoing project. We're always trying to improve. But yeah, but of course. <laughs> uh, after, yeah, attempting to perfect the cheesesteaks, we moved on to deep dish. That was something that we know was a big staple back home in Chicago and that we couldn't find out here. So it took many yeah. attempts to do that. We're still trying to perfect it too, to get it to, to be to the center that we want. But I mean, many of the Chicagoans who have been out here, We've gotten their seal of approval, so it's been good for us. And you know, as far as we know, in the entire country of uh, the Czech Republic and possibly the region of Central Europe, we don't know of any other deep dish places. So and we know cheesesteaks are definitely like a staple of Philadelphia, so we felt like it would be appropriate to bring a, a staple of Chicago here, and especially since it doesn't seem like any other place has that in the entire country. So it's definitely one of our newer items. We only started that one about two years ago, and we've been doing cheesesteaks for about five years. So again, it's still a, you know, a work in progress. People seem to have given us good feedback on it, so it gives us that encourages us to kind of keep going. And like we said with the cheesesteaks, always working on improving our recipes, improving the overall quality of the product, basically. How did you guys come up with the name of the restaurant, and what's the story behind it? The way we came up with the name was that it's a play on words of our names. Many people think that it just means Philly and company. 
but really it comes from our high school names. So in high school, they used to call him Philly. In high school, my name was stemmed from my first name and my last name, J. Co. So we figured we'd put that together and it just seemingly fit. And I read that when you were looking for a location, you opted to not open in the tourist district. Can you explain how that came about and how have you benefited being where you are located? So the thing is with the tourist district, price is definitely a factor. So if you're kind of in the center, your costs and rent will be much higher. But in addition to that, we want to go in a nice location, which we do very much enjoy our location, a little bit further from the center, because there is where it seems like the people who are just living in the neighborhood and the expat community lives, as opposed to the center where it's people coming in and out. So the whole idea is to kind of have a restaurant where we build a community of people who are actually living here. So, of course, having people come back and come a couple of days a week and come as often as they like is a nice thing. Uh, for us, it was the idea of starting, I guess, like a sense of community at the restaurant for people you'll always have coming back, as opposed to the center, which is awesome as well, because you get a lot of foot traffic and a lot of tourists, but a lot of them will be coming and going and leaving in a week or so. That was a big factor. And I'll let... Just to chime in, it was just about the, the outdoor seating that we have, and we're in a small little square. So there, the foot traffic is amazing for us. We get to meet many of the locals who come by and visit the restaurant. So for us, it was just a spot that really fit us as well. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small, but it was perfect to start our restaurant. That was definitely a big factor for us moving in because this is definitely our first restaurant. We kind of jumped into this industry from teaching at close to age 30. So we we're kind of behind in that respect. But with this restaurant, the capacity inside is about 35, 40 people. And we have the outside seating, and we raise by another 60 or so. The size of the restaurant, the kitchen, was something we felt like we could comfortably handle based off our experience of being a food stand previously. So it wasn't too small like a little takeaway place, but it wasn't too big like a giant restaurant that would be really intimidating for us at first and something, frankly, we would not be comfortable with as our first location. A combination of all those factors, I would say. And which one of you developed the recipes and menu, or do you do it together? So we actually did it together. During the COVID period, when we were not able to have our stands. It was great that we were lucky enough to perfect multiple sandwiches. So it took about a year to find the perfect ingredients or the right ingredients. And we just had a bunch of test kitchens. After doing test kitchens, finding the right recipes, finding the right cheese was one huge thing for us. After we had that time to perfect those other sandwiches we were able to move forward with a proper menu. How was it during the early days of the restaurant when you first opened? Well, the early days were great. So we opened in August of 2020. And that was after the first COVID lockdown they did here, which is between the months of March and May. After that, we thought that COVID was basically over and the lockdowns were done. So we decided to open then. And it was a great summer because everybody was excited to get out and just have fun after being locked up for two plus months. The first two months were great. Then, unfortunately, they redid a lockdown then for about nine more months. So during that time, it was a bit difficult for us. We basically had to survive off doing takeaway and delivery services. Essentially, it would just be Jeff or myself just cooking there by ourselves at the restaurant for these takeaway or delivery services just to kind of survive. It was a bit of a dark time, but fortunately, we were able to make it through it because we kind of built this whole operation ourselves, so we didn't need to rely on anybody else to cook for us or serve for us or make anything for us and make it through, hope for better times and survive until now. So we're grateful for that. And what do the locals think of your menu? What's the most popular item? When we started, our menu was only cheesesteaks. So, you know, the original beef cheesesteak was the most popular one. It's a classic one. It's the most you know, traditional Philadelphia style. We homemade our cheese whiz because it's really difficult to get out here. 
start with, that was kind of our most popular item. But since then, our wings have gotten pretty popular as well. We do a Wing Wednesday deal, 10 crowns per wing, so that seems to attract a lot of people. So our buffalo wings seem to be the most popular item for that as well. Again, almost all of our sauces are homemade from our buffalo sauce to our barbecue sauce for the wings. Ranch is really difficult and rare to find out here, so we home make that ourselves as well. So it's kind of nice to introduce people, especially Czech people, to these types of new sauces that really don't exist here so much. And overall, the locals seem to like our menu. It's something new for a lot of them. So we do get a lot of people who are just curious as to what this is. What is a cheesesteak? What is buffalo sauce for the wings and so on? People seem to, you know, really like it and give us positive feedback. It's not for everybody. Look at the occasional people think it's weird or strange or something. And I don't think any food item could be for everybody. Overall, the feedback's been very positive. It's encouraged us to continue. You spoke about the cheese whiz and making some things homemade, like the ranch dressing. Do you have difficulty sourcing ingredients to fulfill the menu? And is there a secret to bringing an authentic taste of Chicago to Prague? For us, what we're trying to do right now is we're using real cheese. It's very difficult to be able to bring things from the States with the price or how expensive it is. We were able to find ingredients that we were able to use to give that flavor, to give that taste of the authentic flavor back home. When we first started, it was a big difference in the bread culture here. Baguettes are popular here, but they're usually much smaller, not built for something like a massive cheesesteak where you're packing in a lot of meats, a lot of cheese, and a lot of sauces in there. When we first started our food stand, there was a bit of a struggle to find a proper baguette that was soft enough to hold all the ingredients and large enough to fit everything in that we wanted to. So really, we only found like two or three bakeries here that found baguettes that were suitable for us. They call them a Bavorska baguette, the Bavarian baguette. So it's like a type of pretzel bun we use. So that was one of the biggest challenges for starting. It took a lot of research and, uh, you know, a lot, taste of testing, too, yeah. a lot of time research and taste testing to find a baguette that could hold everything. But we're very happy with our bread now. But starting up, that was definitely one of the most difficult challenges for us. And we definitely have evolved over time with the bread. We started off with something a little bit smaller. It's grown. It's gotten stronger. Each year, we've tried to perfect it to make it a stronger sandwich. And what's the best part of living in Prague? Is there anything you missed from Chicago? It's a great beer culture here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh-huh. So we, we love that. No, but uh, with Prague, there's a lot of beautiful things about the city. I think it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Of course, the food and beer culture is really nice. There's a great expat community here as well. We've been lucky enough to meet people from many different countries and establish good friendships and relationships with them. And location of Prague is amazing as well. It's really located in the heart of Central Europe. You could take a bus or train four or six hours and be in so many other cool places. And that's a big thing for me, the traveling aspect of it, from not leaving the States and coming out here, being able to experience multiple countries but always being happy to come back to Prague. It always felt like coming back home. I felt like I was very comfortable here. And it's been a very positive experience for me while I've been living here. As American expats, did you have any challenges in getting your business set up? Yeah, there were definitely challenges. It was our first business and we never had a previous business in the States. States, So it was our first business period and a new country to us. And to be realistic, we don't speak the language that well. (laughs) A lot of the bureaucracy was, you know, a bit challenging. I suppose that could be the same for any business in any country. Just getting certain permits for like our outside seating, for example, contracts for all the different things that go into running a restaurant, disposal, garbage pickups and things like this. We were fortunate enough to have someone with us who had previous businesses here who did a great job of mentoring us and helping us out. Just Uh, gave us the guidelines and the blueprints of where to go, uh, how to move forward in terms of getting the business started, and just how to proceed in progressing and getting better at it. 
having that may have saved us a lot of time, months if not years, of just knowing how to navigate everything that goes into starting a business here. So it was a big help. And, you know, having multiple people and friends of ours who have businesses kind of show us the ropes and show us what we need to be doing saved us a lot of time of having to figure it out on our own. We're very appreciative and grateful for the people that have helped us out from the beginnings when we were yeah, just a food stand. That that was one big thing. It's like the, the gastro community here was very hospitable in terms of when we were starting. They were very helpful. They showed us ways of getting into different festivals, how to get our name out there. And like that's one thing we are really appreciative of are those other companies or other restaurants who were able to give us insight on starting the business. It's a really nice community of the gastro or the gastro hospitality and restaurant community because there's a lot of other American-owned restaurants. There's the overlap between our menus and so on, but there's no rivalry. There's no like animosity or anything like that. Everyone's friends. Everyone's very helpful. So it's a really nice community here. We have met a lot of friends who have other businesses and restaurants and so on, and we're very grateful for the strong relationships we have with them and no, no type of rivalry or anything like this. Absolutely. What advice would you have for those thinking of moving to Prague? Do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. You know what? One thing I can say for me, take the risk. It was nerve-wracking for me when I first got here, but it was one of the best decisions that I've made in my life. And it has changed my life in terms of being here for so long. Don't be afraid. Take a chance. If you come here and you don't like it or it's not the experience that you expected, home is always there. You can always go back. It doesn't have to be a permanent decision. It's always worth trying something new, in my opinion. And if you move here for one month, three months, six months, and it's not for you, you don't like it, it's always possible to go back to where you were living. The idea of having missed out on all the new places I've seen, new places I've been, uh, people, people networking, networking friendships we've made, relationships, and so on, you know, I wouldn't change that for the world. Not for everyone to, I guess, live abroad and live an expat life. There's only one way to find out. Try it. Always go back. And what's 2024 looking like for Philly and Co's? For 2024, what we're trying to do is push our deep dish. It's something that's getting more and more popular, and we want to get it more and more consistent. During this time, we want to make sure we're able to get it out as much as we can, as well as our capacity. They just built a new beautiful square in Tsiakovsky and Amiasi, and the construction just finished. We're about to expand our capacity to about 80-plus we're hoping to have a nice beer garden outside to get more people to see the restaurant and to experience the food. Any final thoughts you'd like to share? If you're visiting Prague and want to try some good yeah, cheesesteaks and wings, come, uh, come to Philly. Come to Philly and Co's. Follow us on Instagram at Philly and Co's as well as Facebook. We make daily posts about weekly specials, different events that we're going to have. And so we're still trying to roll out some new items, too. We want people to stay tuned to see what's coming next. For our Wing Wednesday, we try to do a new flavor every week. And for us, it's really fun to kind of test kitchen experiment, these new types of things. Yeah, with their social media, we try to keep people updated, special events, Halloween parties, Thanksgiving get-togethers, and so on. As well as deep dish. Deep dish is one thing that we want people to know and to try and to experience that taste of Chicago. Just get in contact with us, find us on Instagram or our social medias, and let us know when you want to come through and have some delicious Chicago deep dish. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thank you very much for having us. We really appreciate it. Very much so. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast that is published the second Tuesday of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can find us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast, on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad podcast, or you can email us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us.